Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the stunning news. 500 rounds of ammo found on the set where Alec Baldwin accidentally killed a cinematographer. The safety protocols ignored. Plus, the shocking place where investigators found the fatal bullet. New questions tonight about what led up to the death of Helena Hutchins, what the district attorney is saying about possible criminal charges. No one has been ruled out at this point. Trail of destruction. Tornadoes tear through the South, destroying neighborhoods. Plus hundreds of thousands without power after a dangerous bomb cyclone. Charlottesville trial. A jury is seated. Why the organizers of that deadly white supremacist Virginia rally will be in court. Biden's bill in jeopardy with just hours until a self-imposed deadline. Could the president go overseas without a deal on his domestic agenda? Tonight, the latest hurdle and what we're learning about paid family leave. CBS News exclusive. With gun-related homicides at alarming new levels, we'll hear from President Biden's blocked nominee to lead the ATF. Why he says the gun industry is profiting from fear. Fourth COVID shot? But people who are immunocompromised need to know tonight. Breast cancer warning. The rare genetic mutation that can dramatically raise the risk of developing breast cancer. And American kindness. The amazing thing one neighborhood did to keep the Halloween spirit alive for a special little girl. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Tonight there are growing questions about how things went so wrong on that set, that movie set in Santa Fe. Why was there live ammunition and why was actor Alec Baldwin given a loaded gun? Well, the movie's assistant director admitted to investigators that he did not check all of the rounds in the 45 caliber revolver before handing it to Baldwin. It was during a rehearsal that Baldwin accidentally shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and wounded director Joel Souza. Well, today authorities said they collected 600 pieces of evidence from the Rust set. And court papers reveal that Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the crew member responsible for the guns, says ammunition was left unsecured during a lunch break. Well, neither the sheriff nor the district attorney are ruling out charges. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti leads us off tonight from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Nora. FBI agents will now examine every single round taken from that set, all 500. As of now, tonight, it's still unclear how many of those rounds were real bullets and how they got on that set in the first place. Tonight, confirmation that cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed by a live bullet that then struck director Joel Souza during a rehearsal scene on the set of Rust. The actual lead projectile that was fired has been recovered from the shoulder of Mr. Souza. This photo shows actor Alec Baldwin and Hutchins moments before the shooting. Investigators also recovered the shell casing. How that live round ended up in Baldwin's gun is still unclear. The investigation is focusing on these two, armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and assistant director David Halls. In an affidavit released today, Gutierrez-Reed told detectives that during a lunch break, the firearms were secured in a safe, but the ammo was left on a cart on the set not secured. Halls examined the gun before rehearsal, but did not check all five chambers. Sheriff, how did two people inspect this gun and not notice there was a live round in it? We're going to try and determine exactly how that happened. Set guns contain either blanks or dummy bullets. A dummy is an empty shell casing used in training. Blanks are capped with paper or plastic. Real bullets are capped with lead and never allowed. We're going to determine how those got there, why they were there, because they shouldn't have been there. The Santa Fe District Attorney says criminal charges have not been ruled out. All options are on the table at this point. I'm not, take, I'm not commenting on charges, whether they will be filed or not, or on whom. I think there was some complacency on this set, and uh, I think there are some safety issues that need to be addressed. Jonathan Vigliotti is back with us from Santa Fe. So, Jonathan, what did you learn about the guns that were found on the set? Well, we know that there were three guns on that set. The sheriff tells me one of them was plastic. The second one was modified and did not work. Alec Baldwin was handed the only gun capable of firing live ammunition. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. All right, America's outbreak of severe weather isn't letting up. On the heels of a deadly nor'easter overnight, a swarm of tornadoes ripped through Texas and Louisiana today. CBS's Janet Shamlian shows us the devastation. Tonight, a trail of destruction in Lake Charles, Louisiana, where a tornado left this neighborhood in tatters. Roofs ripped from homes, debris in every direction, and neighbors racing to check on each other. At least one person was hurt. Oh my gosh. Texas was also in the path. A tornado in the Houston area roaring across an interstate, churning up property and taking out power lines. There are reports of multiple twisters across the Lone Star State. The system raced across the region. Residents in East Texas posted video of the aftermath. 
This whole neighborhood was affected pretty severely. Trees snapped in half, overturned cars, and widespread power outages. More than half a million customers were in the dark across Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. As a powerful nor'easter intensified into a bomb cyclone, delivering hurricane-force winds early today. A transform of blue. As the storm blasted the region, a fire erupted from an exploding transformer, sending flames down power lines. In Houston tonight, the skies have cleared, but unwanted souvenirs remain, like this massive tree, which came crashing down during the height of the storm into the home behind it with a woman inside. She is very lucky. Tonight, she is okay. Yeah, thank goodness indeed. Janet Chamley, and thank you. Well, tonight, a jury's been selected in a trial that will once again focus the nation's attention on the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. The jury will decide whether the organizers should be held accountable for the violence that turned deadly. CBS's Jeff Begays is there. Today in court, the jurors were sworn in as some of the defendants, self-proclaimed neo-Nazis and white nationalists, looked on. <laughs> During the Unite the Right rally in 2017, white nationalists marched through the streets. They carried torches and clashed with counter protesters until a car driven by neo Nazi James Fields plowed into a crowd, killing Heather Heyer. The goal of this lawsuit, first and foremost, is justice for our plaintiffs and accountability for those responsible for the violence four years ago. Amy Spitalnik is the executive director of Integrity First for America, which brought the lawsuit on behalf of some of the victims of the violence. The facts are clear. Um, this was a conspiracy motivated by racism. The plaintiffs believe that they will prove their case by highlighting social media chats and text messages. I think ultimately Charlottesville was good for our movement. But that Among the defendants, Richard Spencer, who was one of the rally organizers, will claim that there was no conspiracy and they had a First Amendment right to protest. But messages between Spencer and rally organizer and defendant Jason Kessler reveal this exchange. We're raising an army, my liege, for free speech, but the cracking of skulls if it comes to it. The violence that day haunts Liz signs. I heard screams. I heard this awful sound. One of the plaintiffs who narrowly escaped injury when the car hit Heather Heyer. I don't think I will ever not be scared. Her name is on the court docket. Signs v. Kessler. The plaintiffs are going to use something called the Ku Klux Klan Act, which was put on the books in the late 1800s to combat attacks on African Americans. Nora. Hard to believe. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, tonight, top Democrats insist a deal is close on President Biden's massive social spending plan. But stumbling blocks keep piling up. Most importantly, sharp differences over how to pay for the trillions in new spending. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is following the negotiations. Tonight, hopes are fading for an agreement on President Biden's sweeping social spending plan before he leaves tomorrow for Europe. Is getting a deal by tomorrow still realistic? Yes, we'll see. But on Capitol Hill, demands from two key moderates, West Virginia's Joe Manchin and Arizona's Kirsten Sinema, are slowing momentum towards an agreement. A major provision to extend paid leave to working Americans is now likely out of the bill because of Manchin's concerns with the size of the proposal. 
This despite intense lobbying from his colleagues. Oh, if paid leave's not in the bill, it would be devastating. It'd be devastating for working women. The moderate Democrat also raised questions about a proposed billionaire tax, which would help pay for the plan. I don't like the connotation that we're targeting different people. The tax would target the assets of the nation's roughly 700 billionaires, like stocks that increase in value and the sale of any real estate or business interests. It was proposed specifically to appease cinema, who spiked an earlier idea of a corporate tax hike, leaving Democrats now scrambling to sort out how to pay for President Biden's plan. The back and forth has infuriated Senator Bernie Sanders, who sees progressive priorities being watered down or scrapped to please just two senators. Should we raise corporate tax rates, income, personal income tax rates for the very wealthy? Of course we should, but at least one person in the caucus doesn't want to do that. Should we demand that the billionaires pay their fair share of taxes? Yes, there's another person who doesn't want to do that. Well, Ed O'Keefe joins us now from the White House. All right, Ed, with the Democrats in disarray, what does this mean for the president's big foreign trip? Well, he's scheduled to leave Thursday morning for Europe, Nora, and then meet with Pope Francis on Friday before attending the G20 summit over the weekend in Rome. But aides don't rule out him delaying his departure, especially if there's a chance of a handshake agreement before he goes. Nora. All right. Down to the deadline. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, we want to turn now to a nationwide increase in violent crime. The FBI has reported that homicides rose at their fastest rate in at least six decades last year. The vast majority committed with a gun. President Biden promised new gun safety measures, but that promise suffered a major setback last month after his top choice to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms was blocked in the U.S. Senate. Well, tonight, that nominee, David Chipman, is speaking out in a CBS News exclusive. I have for 25 years as an ATF agent, and largely for 10 years after that, committed myself to one thing, preventing gun violence in this country. To oppose me must mean that you're not for preventing gun violence. I mean, Republicans said that you oppose the Second Amendment, that you're radical, that you're anti-gun. I'm a concealed carry owner in Virginia who swore an oath to our Constitution. I don't mean a desk job. I mean, I was on the SWAT team. I was in dangerous and perilous situations all the time. But it wasn't just Republicans who opposed Chipman. The final blow was delivered by Senator Angus King, an independent. The resistance I met, senators like King and Maine, was, I'm concerned you will not play nice with the gun industry that you regulate. And that was shocking to me. What is the job of the ATF? Protect this country from uh, gun trafficking and domestic terror, period. This is, you know, a unique agency that has to regulate the firearms industry, regulate the explosives industry, and really is on the front line of the greatest threats to our country at this time. And that's the word that scares people, regulate. That by regulating the gun industry, that means you're gonna make it harder for lawful owners to buy guns, or you're gonna go and take their guns away? The fear is it's gonna be harder for people who sell guns to sell guns absent any accountability for profiting from selling them to criminals and terrorists. The reality is, is in much of America, it's easier to buy a gun uh, than a beer. The problem is the gun industry profits by gun violence itself because it's the fear that you're gonna get shot that you run out and buy a gun. But that's pretty sinister. Don't you think that lawful gun owners want to get rid of trafficked guns and gun violence in America? Not enough of them. 
Chipman told us he's worried the ATF, the lead agency to curb illegal use of firearms and target criminals, has not had a confirmed leader in six years. What does the ATF need to succeed? A leader, the funding to do their job, and the ability to support state and local law enforcement, which is why ATF was created in the first place. Not even President Trump could get his nominee confirmed. You can see more of our interview at cbsnews.com. All right, tonight there's a new advancement in the fight against breast, against breast cancer. The Cleveland Clinic is launching trials of a vaccine aimed at preventing one of the most aggressive forms of the disease. And while that is encouraging, we're also learning about a lesser-known gene mutation that is causing alarm. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. So go ahead and okay. lie back. Dr. Matilde Crutchfield isn't used to being the patient, but recent genetic testing revealed she has a rare mutation in the PALB2 gene, significantly increasing her risk for breast cancer. When it came back positive, I was very surprised. Now the 48-year-old mother of three faces an excruciating decision, biannual mammograms and MRIs or a double mastectomy. And you feel a little bit like a ticking time bomb because you know you have the gene. Typically, PALB2 genes help repair DNA damage in cells and stop tumor growth. But a mutation can result in cells that become abnormal, further increasing every woman's nearly 13% average lifetime risk of getting breast cancer. For carriers of the PALB2 mutation, with no family history, the risk goes up to 33% and even higher with a family history to 58%. Dr. Elisa Port is Crutchfield's physician at the Dubin Breast Center. Some people who consider genetic testing just would rather not know. I would say that knowledge is power, and I tell all of my mutation carriers the ball is in their court. Dr. Crutchfield had genetic testing because of her family history of cancer. My maternal grandmother and her sister, and they both had breast cancer. She says they have inspired her to move forward with a double mastectomy. I wish they could have had the same information and the same choices that I have. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. Having that new information and choices so incredibly important will save lives. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There's some encouraging news tonight in the fight against COVID. New cases have dropped by nearly 60% since the Delta variant surge in September. The FDA is expected to greenlight Pfizer's mini dose for kids 5 to 11 years old by the end of this week. And those shots could start being given out as early as next Wednesday. And while many Americans are lining up for their third COVID shot, the CDC has updated its guidance for people with compromised immune systems, saying they can now get a fourth dose of Pfizer or Moderna. 
All right, tonight there's new evidence that Americans have been smoking and drinking more during the pandemic. Researchers in Michigan say the number of people seeking liver transplants for alcoholic hepatitis shot up by more than 50% as sales of alcohol surged. And for the first time in 20 years, cigarette sales increased last year as smokers stocked up, buying nearly a billion more cigarettes than in 2019. Everyone knows Halloween is on October 31st, but they got a head start in a town outside D.C. for a very special reason. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. Like most kids, six-year-old Casey Zachman loves Halloween, the candy, and the costumes. She was the best Mary Poppins you've ever, ever seen. Ever. What was your favorite? Cupcake. A cupcake. But this year, in this Maryland neighborhood, Halloween was different. Happy Halloween! Casey, a joyful little girl who loves the outdoors, was diagnosed this summer with brain cancer. And I got 15 IVs. 15 IVs, yeah, because you have really small veins. After surgery and radiation, her chemotherapy was starting just before Halloween. So the neighbors helped Casey have her favorite day early. Everybody was home. Everybody had candy. Everybody wanted to be there. Showing the love and power of community. We did it 100% for Casey, not for us at all. But at the end of the day, I was just reflecting on how just like completely happy I was. And it's been a while <laughs> since there's just been like joy. Um, joy. Yeah. A good day. And it yeah. was it was really great to have that feeling and that good day. A good day, a real treat. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Chevy Chase, Maryland. And we are praying for Casey's swift recovery. Tomorrow, our exclusive interview with Sally Yates, who was fired from the Department of Justice by Donald Trump after just 10 days. Well, she shares with us something she's never made public before. So if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. See you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first, because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight plus acres of family owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy. Egg.